Welcome to the Spectral Phenomena Podcast, your source for all things offbeat, strange, unexplained, and paranormal. Here are your hosts, Ken Sanner and Mustafa Sadiq. We are here today live, sort of, <laughs> with some really cool UFO topics that uh, you may have heard about recently. The Pentagon released some papers that were, it's actually a copy of a MUFON report that they had that describes the experience of people who have reportedly been close to UFOs. And uh, in doing some research for this, Moose has found some very interesting documents from the military. Some of the things that we've seen with these supposed close encounters are things like radiation burns, neurological issues, unexplained pregnancies, all kinds of crazy stuff. Uh, It's a very interesting topic, and it really harkens back to the whole experiencer slash abductee phenomena or contactee phenomena, depending on what era you're in, uh, is how they've referred to it, which is a a topic all in of its own that I'm sure we're going to talk about tonight, uh, because it's very interesting the way it's evolved and changed uh, going back to Betty and Barney Hill. So I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, though. I'm going to let Moose talk a little bit about this uh, document that's been released, and we'll go from there. Yeah, so it's actually um, a series of documents uh, under the Freedom of FOIA, Freedom of Information Act. Um, it's under uh, UFO Info and uh, uh, within that UAP documents. The uh, This is under uh, secnav.navy.mil. A bunch bunch of stuff here, folks. Uh, and I'll be completely honest with you guys. I haven't even begin to, began to start like trying to digest this stuff. Um, however... Uh, First and foremost, I think historically the 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 source of stuff has uh, has a direct correlation to how valid it is, and I like to think that this stuff is very valid. Um, and I think that at least one of the things here is they put out so much stuff that they know that most people aren't going to do the research and dive into it and find the you know the 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 rare fruits. So uh, th- I think that, that this is – I don't think we're going to be able to cover everything here in the – you know, in this episode, but I think it's very interesting. The first thing I wanted to talk about was the Unidentified Aerial Phenomena UAP Security Classification Guide, SCG, from Naval Intelligence Agency. So the date that this was signed was April 16, 2020. It was released to the public, I believe, March 1st of 2022. And uh, let me just verify that date uh, for our listeners real quick, Ken. Um, uh, let's see here. Yep, March 1st, 2022. And uh, it basically goes into, and I just want to read the the purpose of this classification guide. is uh, So purpose. This classification guide is issued for the purpose of identifying specific topics of information associated with, associated with the Office of Naval Intelligence Unidentified Aerial Phenomena UAP Task Force that meets the standards and criteria for classification protection in accordance with executive order, blah, blah, blah. Let's see here. I just want to keep going down the line here. A lot of this stuff is also redacted. I just want to say. So, like, I mean, and I'll show you here, Ken, like, entire portions of it are redacted. And basically, it talks about 
And it's interesting when you mention that it's redacted because it could be that the content is something they don't want you to see because of uh, national security purposes or some kind of threat to uh, U.S. operations. Or it could be the methods that they obtain that information could be classified as well. It could be a classified radar system, which we have had UFOs on radar as far back as Project Blue Book, for the record. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, there's a lot of possibilities there. And I think a lot of it is methods. Yeah. Right? I mean, I guess that's the idealist view, but, like, I think a lot of it's methods. See, this sucks, because, like, the whole, the actual thing, unfortunately, look, it's all blacked out. Yeah, I, I, mean, wish you, I wish you guys could see how redacted this document yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, um, uh, so just, like, Section 1, identification, when information pertaining to UAP has been uh, obtained or developed <sighs> through the use of classified sources or methods, the proper classification of a resultant item of information or material will be the highest classification set forth in either this classification guide or the classification guide or guides applicable to the sources or methods used to obtain the UAP information or material. Accordingly, information about UAP designated herein as secret, uh, I don't know what, what R-E-L-F-V-E-Y, may well be top secret, SCI, no foreign, I don't know what that means either, due to the sources or methods through which the UAP information was collected. In those cases where the sources or methods used to acquire the UAP information or material will lead to a higher classification level, the applicable SCG pertaining to this uh, sources or methods should be cited as a classification authority. So the basically this first document, it, it's just interesting to see the depth at which and how convoluted the classification system is. Well, I think it's interesting that it needs to exist at all. I mean, the fact that there has to be UFO or UAP classification system is, I think, very important to, mm-hmm. to, to think about. You know, like, this is something that the military takes so seriously that we need a way, you know, to, to classify them. You know, like, this is... This is something that's real. They don't create documents like that for no reason. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of work went into this particular method. And I'll tell you the stuff that they have here uh, that is unclassified. Um, and they have it enlisted. Uh, it, it's per topic. And then it has, and I can show it to you. So, like, the, it talks about topic. And then if it's classified, documentation content or and then declassified on and then it's all non-applicable because it's already unclassified and these are so from my interpretation this is what the the navy uh uh what where is this from the navy intelligence uh office or whatever has saying this is the this is what is unclassified number one one a the term unidentified aerial phenomenon 1B, the fact that Navy pilots and other Department of the Navy personnel have witnessed and that certain DON, Department of Navy Technical Systems, have detected at unspecified times and places UAPs. 1C, the fact that the frequency of UAP sightings has increased in recent years without any further information regarding when, where, or how often sightings have been reported. 1D, the fact that Navy has an ongoing effort to gain knowledge and insight into the nature and origin of UAPs, as well as their operations, capabilities, performance, and or signatures. 1E, the fact that Naval Intelligence in general and the Office of Naval Intelligence, ONI in particular, has created a task force to gain knowledge and insight into the nature and origin of UAPs, as well as their operations, capabilities, performances, and or signatures. And uh, uh, Section 2A, goals, mission, purposes, the fact that the task force mission is to detect, analyze, catalog, consolidate, and exploit exploit uh, non-traditional aerospace vehicles slash UAP posing an operational threat to the United States na- national security and avoid strategic surprise. And then everything else in that table is classified. 
That's crazy. I just uh, that blows my mind. This is just a classification guide right here. So it just talks about the. This is you know not, whatever. It's just a signed document, dude. Man, but I, I mean, what's interesting is that well, they won't tell us what they are if they even know. They're admitting they exist. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's a form of disclosure right there. Number one, and number two, not only do they exist, but we're seeing them more. Mm-hmm. We don't know why. Yep. So what's you know, what's the purpose of this other intelligence? You know, why is this thing happening? Assuming that it's not a natural phenomenon, which, I mean, I certainly don't think it is. I don't know what your feelings are, Moose, but I definitely, I don't think it's ours. I certainly, looking at what's going on in the world right now, don't think it's Russia's. God, <laughs> no. Jesus. Uh, uh, I sincerely doubt it's China's. I, I think it's it's another intelligence from somewhere else, whether it's interdimensional or it is from another planet, or it's from within our oceans. Yeah, I, I, dude, you know what? I, I, again, not a political podcast, but holy shit, did I overestimate Russia's stuff, man. <laughs> Jesus, they can't eat, like, oh my God. Like, I used to think that Russia had, like, kind of taken care of its issues a little right. bit, right? And, like, under whoever, like, they had kind of realized, all right, we're kind of messing up. We're not going to, we're still going to be whatever communisty, but, like, we're gonna figure it out, right? And uh, goddamn, they didn't. Jesus, <laughs> no. I mean, yeah, it's it's uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't, whew, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's uh, it's uh, the other document. I'm I'm kind of scrolling through here while uh, Ken does a superb job at stalling. Uh, is uh, it's a ship deck log, and it's 50 pages. I'll be honest, Ken. I don't think I'm gonna be able to go through all of it. But it's on here for a reason, so yeah. I, I'm interested in diving into it. Well, parts are redacted, you know. But um, yeah, it, go ahead. I was just gonna say it goes back to this whole thing about how so many of these UAPs are seen around the water. You know, it's it's very common that we see these things in the water. Going back as far back, at least as far back as Columbus saw a UAP. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll have to talk to my father-in-law sometime. He was in the Navy. He saw something one time when he was uh serving i would love that yeah uh it was it, it i mean it was like lights you know it wasn't like you saw oh, you know the mothership come down but yeah we'll, we'll have to have that conversation next time you come over you know what it's interesting you bring that up ken i went on a, <sighs> a tuna fishing expedition uh not expedition i don't know why i called it that a tuna fishing trip uh last it summer. can be an expedition why not and we went out i think it was about 60 to 100 miles off ocean city mm-hmm. and um so you leave early in the morning, right? Like I think we had to be there by like four o'clock in the morning or mm-hmm. some shit. So, um, and you're leaving, it's pitch black. Especially you don't have to go that far out from land for it to be pitch black, mm-hmm. like pitch pitch black. And I would see these random lights, right? And I'm like, what is that? They were cargo ships. Okay. But from far away, all you see is these lights floating and dancing in the sky because they're not at the horizon, mm-hmm. right? And you're like, what is that? And like, of course, my mind's like, oh shit, it's happening. But no, it was just cargo ships. Right. But yeah, no, I'd, I'd love to. I'd love to hear his stories. Yeah, yeah. Never mind. Yeah, we'll, we'll keep going. Okay. Well, you keep scrolling. Um, yeah. We'll keep talking. So, so yeah. So it's interesting that so many of these things are seen in in and around the water. Um, USOs. I mean, we've talked about that before. Un- unidentified submerged objects, but. We see a lot of these things over oceans, over the Great Lakes, over like Lake Baikal, like large bodies of water. 
is where we see a lot. And it's certainly not limited just to that. However, it makes you think there's some kind of connection. You know, certainly we see UFOs over the Midwest or UAPs over the Midwest, stuff like that. However, uh, there, there does seem to be a disproportionate amount of sightings in coastal areas or in around the ocean itself. So it is you, very you interesting. You know, there are theories, you know, that maybe they need the water. Um, maybe it's some kind of scientific thing. They're interested in our oceans. Maybe they come from our oceans, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, that's a possibility. Maybe there's a civilization under the ocean that we don't know about. Who knows? Well, strategically, it's probably smarter for them to be in the water. Well, most of the most of the world is underwater, yeah. right? And, and number two, we can't get reached. to them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So if you wanted to have a base on Earth where humans couldn't get you, why not in the Mariana Trench? Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah. we're not going to get you down there. Yeah, and like find a random because like i imagine these things also have like uh you know they're a- able to like track our movements and stuff just look at the least move you know place that we haven't been to yet right and just go there right. you know it's interesting so i want to uh, the next is a range fowler debris form and i don't exactly understand what it where it's from but it's got some interesting stuff once again heavily heavily very heavily reacted Na- yeah. name is a name squadron email everything is out rank 04 um it's a and it's a document um at redacted near the border of redacted at a range of redacted observes redacted object travel at Lots of redaction. Observed observes object travel from approximately redacted. Uh, observes redacted object travel from redacted relative to ownership re- retracted. Uh, okay, I don't know what that means. Keep going, keep going. There's an interesting. Uh, oh shit. So you know what we're seeing here is somebody in the military saw something that apparently was such a big deal. Uh, or what they were doing at the time was so important that we can't even read about where it was or what this thing was doing. But it was important enough that the military made a report about it. Sure. And um, and just for everyone that's listening, uh, the rank, uh, was, the first one was 03. Uh, the, uh, uh, the t- it was, uh, when it says day or night, it was dusk. Um, uh, wind speed 5 to 10 knots. Wind direction 315. Crew position of the ob- observer was pilot. And it says, please check all that apply. It's interesting. These sections are where they don't let us look at what the uh, what uh, observations um, were found. So that and basically what we're looking at is a series of this. It's a one page form from what I'm seeing. Ranger Fowler debrief form. And it's a it's a set of them. So the next one, um, another uh, rank, uh, the individual was. Um, uh, 04 WSO. I don't know what the WSO is. Time of day was again dusk. At a redacted near the border of. Oh, wait, no, that's the one I just read, right? Let's read the yes. first one. That's a, that says the same thing. It might have been the same event, maybe. Uh, let's These see. may all be the same event witnessed by different people. So, I, yeah, yeah. I I, unfortunately, I don't see a date on here. It's probably uh, redacted. Yeah. Uh, the other one, uh, 04 uh, at dusk. Yeah, same thing. At redacted established in a left-hand turn at redacted at range of approximately redacted from observes object pass approximately uh okay this is different this was 03 it was nighttime on redacted at about redacted was flying a redacted when alerted by another redacted about objects in the sky redacted then up then up 
observed two times redacted, approximately redacted a couple hundred yards apart, and of her aircraft lined redacted was between the objects and redacted during the observation. Uh, redacted stated the redacted and both were redacted. She said she said said she had never quote never seen redacted like it redacted. It did not change position like an aircraft would and was too high to be a ship. As for it being a star redacted, the surrounding stars and much redacted. Oh, okay. God, that's annoying. Well, what's interesting about these is... Oh, so, I'm sorry. Okay. Description continued. It seemed out of place and the redacted were identical in redacted. She stated that them being redacted or redacted didn't make sense due to them redacted. After a turn, redacted then... After a turn, blank redacted... So re, yeah, sorry. Redacted then regained sight of the object. So, that's the pilot as at the redacted. The pilot said she then looked away and looked back for the objects and... I guess they were gone blank redacted the area was redacted and the objects weren't observed until redacted she felt that redacted was too much time for the objects to get that close redacted said she saw the redacted objects with the redacted and redacted and redacted were utilized (laughs) so i still think this is cool it is cool and what's really interesting about this i read a book uh i guess it was last year when we were in the dominican uh it was the official ufo report from project blue book by Colonel... While you're saying this, I just want to say uh, another form. On the RTB from uh, redacted as a redacted, we were RTB to redacted as we were redacted. My wingman said, quote, are you seeing this? Completely non-descriptive com that we immediately identified and criticized. He, however, had redacted. Subsequently redacted, about 30 seconds later, redacted. It was difficult to assess and sh- assess shape, but appeared as odd, odd as it sounds to be redacted. I was asked if redacted and, to be fair, redacted. <laughs> nice. Any questions, please ask. Also, I am the redacted and redacted and missed the O&I brief on these platforms. Will there be another brief before January 10th of next year? We deploy then. Thank you. In 2019, he was redacted, conducting a flight redacted. Noted that winds aloft were greater than redacted, and he was fighting to keep his aircraft in the airspace. Redacted was redacted and redacted by the indicated that the object was uh, redacted. The contact was picked up in redacted. The object was redacted. I was able to see the object redacted. Object appeared to be redacted. The object maintained redacted. As we approached it, redacted. Well, what's interesting about this is I read a book last year when I was on vacation. It was a report on unidentified flying, flying objects by Captain Edward J. Ruppelt, who was the guy who ran Project Grunge and Project Blue Book. And the reports that we got back then are essentially the same exact things that we're getting now. You know, it's not like this is new. It's just like we're getting told about it a little bit more. Uh, of course, back then they concluded that it was all bs um however now it seems like we're changing our tune a little bit it's it's very interesting especially when you consider people who say this is some kind of new technology of ours that we're seeing because you know we've been seeing this stuff since at least the 50s probably at least the 40s and very possibly long before that so you know it's it's not like this is something that just popped up out of nowhere Mm -hmm. mm-hmm mm-hmm um, so, 
maybe we can post this. This is very interesting. Okay. So this is the USS Paul Hamilton. Uh, uh, on July 17th, 2019, the interaction between the USS Paul Hamilton and the a, a, a unidentified aerial phenomena, or, or UAS. UAS? What, uh, I forget what the... Whatever. Um, I don't know. It's interesting. The So what you see in blue is the USS uh, Paul Hamilton and it's moving. So one, you know, as you see, it's moving south, right? And then I guess west, if this is a correctly oriented map. Um, and then this is the interactions that it has. So it was initially behind it, kind of goes to the seven o'clock and then three is here, right? So one, two, three. And then where do we see number four? I don't see a four. Do you? Yeah, so then five, so it goes from two, three, and then five is here, and it comes, you know, it's going southeast, kind of next to the Hamilton, the Paul Hamilton, and then seven, eight, and then I don't see a nine either. I guess, I wonder what the star is. I wonder if uh, there's... That's really got a video and picture. Oh, uh, really? Is that what you see? Yeah, at the bottom Oh, oh, okay. Video, photo, capture points. Okay, interesting. Ten, and then it, they go uh, west, and the object kind of travels with them. Ten, eleven, twelve. It's interesting that the the the, the disorganized. So eleven's here. I don't see a twelve, but then th- uh, thirteen is directly west of eleven. But then fourteen is directly. Do you, well, look at the, these movements. Mm-hmm. Thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. How quickly it's moving. And that, but then simultaneously, the sixteen is here. It's just very interesting. Yeah, maybe we can post this, sure, uh, if you don't mind. With the, I think the the interesting thing that oh, we've seen between the, uh, the, the, the testimony of the pilots in those forms and the uh, the thing we just looked at was the erratic movements mm-hmm. and flight patterns that aren't uh, um, that uh, haven't been described, you know, or haven't been seen by anything else anomalous aerial vehicle detection event to senator warner interesting aar after action report on anomalous aerial vehicle detection event to senator warner is that elizabeth warner you're thinking of elizabeth warren warren oh okay gotcha good thing we don't have a political podcast (laughs) democrat (laughs) out of virginia june 20th 2019 uh interestingly all of this is redacted God, this is so annoying. Uh, directly asked if the Navy is seeing more or less of these objects now, 2019, than in the 2014 or 2015 timeframe when reporting of these objects first began. Uh, asked, redacted, and redacted. What do they, their aviator peers generally think about these identified objects? Overall, the response reported to the center was more concerned about the flight safety than theorizing if these objects originate from China, Russia, or other sources. Oh, boy. I guess we've kind of gone into a different uh, tangent here. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. You feel free to keep going. I'm going to keep digging into these. So, so yeah, so we're seeing them more. We don't know why. It's all very interesting. It's uh, really a question of why. Why are we seeing them more? What's the purpose? And, and trying to ascribe human motives to something that may be a non-human intelligence is probably some kind of logical fallacy. Um, we may never know, you know, uh, that said, you know, if they are similar to us, then they may have motives that are similar to our own. It could be anything as benign as just research. It 
may be as benevolent as they want to help us, although I certainly haven't seen any indication of that, uh, given the state of the world. Uh, or it could be as malicious as some kind of colonization or something, you know. Uh, it, it, there's just all kinds of possibilities out there for for stuff like that. Yeah, that, that. I mean, where do you begin with that? You know, like I mean, like you said, I don't know, man. I mean, just so much. Dude, these documents. It's just it's so much of it's redacted. But even the like the ounce of information you can get from here, it's so interesting. Mm. There's like emails, like there are emails between like various people in the. I have, yeah, yeah. I I don't know. Wh- wh- what do you? Where do you think this goes? Where does this go? You know, we kind of wrapped up our our last, not our last episode, but a previous episode on what happens next. And like I said then, one of my big worries is that we stop getting information. I think where this goes is where the phenomenon wants to take us. I think if it's up to our government, we're not going to find out anything significant. I think if whatever these others are want us to know they're here, they will make that very clear. And at that point, we will go where they take us, <laughs> literally and or figuratively. I think it depends on a, a big key piece to this that a lot of people don't like to talk about uh, because it starts getting into the woo is the whole abduction experience or contactee phenomenon Mm -hmm. if that's true it may give us some insight into the intentions of these beings if it's all bunk then it's just misinformation you know i think there's so little that we can learn or ascribe motives to to seeing lights in the sky or even seeing craft in the sky. I think the one caveat to that would be that they seem to be able to disable our nuclear weapons and they don't have an issue doing that. Mm -hmm. What's the purpose of that? You know, one, one thing some people say, and this is more with the, the contactee thing is that, they worry about us using nuclear weapons and that it's bad for our planet and bad for us. Maybe it's, maybe they're interdimensional and maybe it's bad for them too. Somehow maybe there's an interdimensional aspect to nuclear weapons. We don't know about. Has there ever been a look or has there been anything on how they disable it? I don't think we know. I've never seen anything. Well, I guess not how, but how do we know that they've disabled it? Like what part of the sequence I bet, I'm sure someone has that information, but it's just not public. Yeah. I've never seen anything specific about how they disable it. I've only seen that they do disable it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have also heard that they have activated them as well, though. At oh, least, interesting. At least once in Russia, there's a story. Whether or not it's true, I mean, could it just be... <coughs> Excuse me. Could it just be a story to cover up some kind of incompetence of accidentally arming a nuclear missile? Mm. Completely possible. However, that story is still out there. So what does that mean if that's true? Mm-hmm. Most of what we hear is the deactivating. But Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm almost through. A lot of these are ship logs. 
the folder. And, yeah. And it's just, and like, it's just going to take way too much time to go through them, which is unfortunate. But yeah, man. Yeah. Well, and that goes back to the whole interesting point that a lot of this is happening around the water. Mm hmm. You know, we're seeing this stuff on ships. That's where we're seeing these craft. Um, ships, aircraft carriers, aircraft coming from aircraft carriers. Like, this is where we're seeing the UAPs. So, it's it's very interesting. I wonder... See, there's so many of these documents that are... Um, they seem to come in batches. Yeah. I imagine that... It, well, I'm sure some of it is just like the administrative hurdles of like FOIA requests and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But I wonder how much of it is like their processing time, like as they take stuff in, like uh, as you saw, a lot of this was 2019 stuff. I wonder what human error slash like bureaucratic uh, processes hold up this information to, because like anything else that people have their hands in human error has a major factor to do with it. Oh yeah. You know, so I'm sure a lot of it and I imagine that some, yep, another ship's log. Uh, I, a lot of it, I bet, I feel like the, the information that we could tease out could be from the, like, human error. Right. You know what I mean? Um, and so many ship's logs. Sorry, my throat is so dry. Do you need water? Uh, I'm okay. I mean, human error and human motivations, human motives, always play a factor into stuff like this, right? Like... We're, we're only going to find out what people want us to know. And it's not necessarily high-level decisions. It could be the person who actually saw it or the person who it was reported to initially says, no, we don't need people to know about this. This is crazy. And how much data are we missing from that? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, all the way up to, you know, totally redacted documents and high-level conspiracies. And then... You know, you also have people who might just make things disappear. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it's uh, it's it's very interesting. So it's interesting. This one, the I think this was probably a def- I think this is a deflated balloon because for this one, they say uh, the please check that all that apply is not redacted. So I bet this was something that was just like explainable yeah and it traveled with the wind so yeah interesting so it's cool to see that that also exists why even put this on here right like it's just all redacted like what like literally everything that entire is, document is redacted except the okay so just for our listeners the date is not redacted email to navair on uap query is a subject uh i reached uh, and i've reached out to the video release request at as the last i heard was from the end of july i copied you on that email okay thanks was the response thursday night all good and makes sense uap media inquiries <laughs> this is all just all redacted o and i team redacted and then regards that's the frustrating part man. yeah yeah i don't know was there anywhere you want to take this i feel like this is kind of a well i mean you know we started off talking about that Pentagon release of the the MUFON documents, which for those who don't know, the Mutual UFO Network um, is a civilian group that studies the UFO phenomenon. However, uh, we really kind of got into just talking about how these documents work in general, which is totally okay. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a it's a very valid discussion. So we didn't talk a lot about uh, any of the specific things listed out in that Pentagon report in terms of 
you know, the radiation burns or the pregnancies or the neurologic issues people experience. But wasn't that all MUFON stuff? It was all MUFON stuff. And see, stuff. that's yeah. why, like, I'm not saying it's all fake. But I, the, the way I take it is that, and I'll have to dive into the documents, but, like, it just is the, like, the Pentagon says, oh, these people said this happened. Yeah. So, like, in terms of me being excited by it it kind of goes down yeah but i think you know what it what it lends to is two things one is that the pentagon is collecting this information Mm -hmm. so there's some reason for that there's some interest that they're there's some reason they're interested in this kind of stuff number two it shows that the government kind of keeps copies of everything it comes across Mm -hmm. so it doesn't necessarily lend to any validity of it However, uh, it does lend to some validity that they're interested in the topic. Mm-hmm. So I think I think that's a real story here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that that's very fair. I'm trying to find the document, the actual Pentagon documents, which I've been having some trouble finding. Apart from that preliminary assessment of UAPs, Office of the Director of Naval Intelligence from June 25th, 2021, I cannot find. I cannot find uh, the other documents. Maybe we can have another episode on that once we once we do that. Okay. Yeah. I'm good if you are, man. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening to Spectral Phenomena. Please follow us on social media. Like, rate, and review our podcast on the podcast app of your choice. That is the most important thing you can do to get us out there. If you enjoy what you hear, come back again next week. And thank you for listening to Spectral Phenomena.